You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello, and welcome to episode 123 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Celeste. And I hate daylight seconds. <laughs> it's, it's just the worst. I like this, like, fall, or not this transition. Spring forward, yeah. So we're an hour ahead, obviously. From where we were yesterday. Yeah. Um, waking up was really, at least it's the oh, weekend. But yeah. Like, a pain. Why can't it be on like three o'clock on a Friday? I know. <laughs> at least you'd have the full weekend to do the adjustment. To adjust. Yeah. Because my watch went off and I was like, there's no way it is 7 a.m. Well, and then I was confused because usually we're awake. Well, to preface that story, you have the alarm on your watch to go off for Mishka. Yeah. Diabetic cat. Yes. For his insulin. Wonderful. But we usually are awake. Before, before that. that, so I don't ever really hear that on the weekends. It's usually no. during the week when like we have to get up for work. Yeah. And so I heard it this morning and I was like, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I oh, daylight savings. So it does I suck. Know. Just, we're going to be thrown off all day. And to make matters worse, I fell down the stairs trying to give <laughs> said Mishka said injection. I'm like still asleep. I heard you get up and then I was just rolling over to go back to sleep. And all I hear is, <laughs> and I, you just know the sound of a fall. And I was like, oh no. So I like rushed, rushed down here. So I was just laying on the floor and I have my fatal flaw is laughing. When yeah. People fall. Toxic trait for sure. <laughs> Um, I first did make sure you were okay. Yeah. Um, but then I definitely was laughing and you were not a fan. No, of that. no, that doesn't make me feel very good. Sorry. It's okay. I was more concerned about my back being broken, but, <laughs> um, thankfully I fell backwards. So my lower back like hit the stairs and I slid. Um, but thankfully I did not fall forwards cause that would have probably been really bad. Yeah. And we probably would have been making an ER visit this morning because I would <laughs> yes. have hit my head. And I did not hit my head. So I am just sore as You're hell. You're good. You're yeah. good. <laughs> it's going to hurt tomorrow because that You're was not a whole lot of ass going down the stairs. <laughs> There's a whole lot of force just driving me down there. <laughs> <laughs> just here. Ah! <laughs> it's just like the original, like, you know, when you first fall and it's like the initial shock and then yeah. it's like, oh my God, did I just break something? And you're like laying on the floor, like, do I try to move? What do I do? <laughs> like, I felt like I was in a life alert commercial. <laughs> I came down to help you. You did. And thankfully I was able to, to stand up and I, I'm okay. It, I'm a little sore, but it's going to be, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be worse. Yeah. It's going to be worse, but it'll be all right. Good. Well, so just not having the greatest day because no. half of my research is gone too for some reason. The ghost decided that was not your story. If you've ever done research or something and half of it goes missing, you'll mm-hmm. know my frustration. But we're going to move forward and yeah. I'm not going to worry about it. Keep calm and carry on. That's it. So let's see what else we got going on. We got a lot going on. Well, so yeah, we've obviously had a few things as you have seen in our last Instagram post going behind <laughs> the scenes that we have not really been able to talk much about until now. Um, so if you are under a rock and have not seen our Instagram post, uh, <laughs> my work, I've, uh, said yes to an opportunity. That means Caitlin and I will be moving out of country <laughs> and that's not county country <laughs> out of the United States. Yes. And we are going to Germany. Yeah. So, um, in say, like I say it now and it just, it doesn't quite feel real, real. yet. Yeah. It still feels like so abstract, but mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a real terrifying time to be a Seymour right now. <laughs> and Kathy Seymour is about to lose her shit. <laughs> um, 
Um, in her words, she's fretting. <laughs> she has not stopped fretting since this news came down. She has not. Well, they're very excited. Of course. But Mama Ghoul is definitely a Protective. planner. Yeah. And yeah. She wants everything like... On her schedule. Yeah. And, and this is not. This is not on her schedule. <laughs> this is not. So she doesn't like that. And then Gabby Ghoul, who just got her first big girl job, yay, yep. um, is going to be moving to North Carolina from yep. Tennessee. And um, that's pretty much going to be happening kind of in the same time frame as us. And Kathy is at her limit. <laughs> we have we have stretched Kathy this, this year. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, we don't do anything half-assed. We're going whole-ass this go-around. Whole-ass. Going down, going over. Yeah, going over. <laughs> ass is off. Throw that ass in a circle because yeah. that's what we're doing. Pretty much. So it, it's going to be um, a stressful couple of weeks while yes. we get things arranged and done. And and that probably will mean a hiatus. Yes. So sorry. But. Um, we will keep everybody informed, obviously, yeah. as soon as we know and what kind of our plans are. Mm-hmm. But there may be a week or two that we are not around. <laughs> yeah. You know, and obviously the we want to make sure that we're settled, that we're good. So yeah. once we're in a spot where we can start those up again, we'll absolutely let y'all know. But yeah. thank you, as always, for being so patient yeah. um, while we work through that. And we're just hot mess expresses, so yeah, so. don't expect too much from us. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Yes. So yeah, that's our big news. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's... sold my car already. Um, that was crazy. We're selling a bunch. One of my friends um, just bought a house mm-hmm. here in Charleston mm-hmm. um, and needs a lot of stuff. So we're like, we as it so happens, <laughs> we're getting rid of a lot of stuff. <laughs> So we are moving, you know, our belongings, um, but we are definitely weeding out just a lot. lot. You know, I feel like the, like looking at apartments over there, like I think we want to embrace the kind of like European style, Mm -hmm. um, which if you've ever seen pictures of our house is very not European. (laughs) Very American. um, We are planning to kind of just get rid of. Start fresh. Yeah. And there's an Ikea right down the road in Germany. It's lovely. (laughs) We're going to have a good time. Yeah. I think really all the stuff we're keeping are like family's things, like heirlooms. And yeah, mementos. Kind and of my dad has built a lot of stuff here. Yep. So anything my dad's built. Yeah, I think, yeah. Greg built a beautiful, it's okay I said his first name right. Does he care? He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, he built a beautiful bed that's currently our bed frame that we use today. So mm-hmm. I know like stuff, we'll bring that over yeah, with us sure. and his pieces. But um, yeah, otherwise it's a lot of just weeding things out and yep. deciding what really is important versus what is not. Yes. <laughs> so for sure. Yeah. Cats will stay here for a little bit, a couple months. So that will be hard. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, I'm kind of excited to like not have to give Mishka insulin injections <sighs> and twice fall a day. To my death down the stairs <laughs> trying to do it all in the name of diabetes. <laughs> um, um, the cats will be staying with mom and Papa ghoul for a few months. They're and thrilled. Then <laughs> they're it's very nice of them to even offer that to yes. let us get settled first and find a vet for Misha and get yeah, just since Misha's kind of our problem child, mm-hmm. um, to get everything settled and you know we'll live in corporate housing for a month and then you yep. know go into a place and get settled and be ready for them because um, they're not going to be happy on no. an eight-hour flight from the U.S. to Germany. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be a, that's going to be a fun ride for them. <laughs> Which I'm kind of glad I'm not going to be home. So. <laughs> Sorry, Mom and Papa. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> but it'll be good to get them back, too. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just going to be kind of a whirlwind for the next, you know, couple months. And then hopefully things will kind of settle down and we'll 
lots of new pictures to show y'all. Yeah, (laughs) embrace German life. Yep, you'll hear all about our adventures. I'm Um, sure we're learning German. We are learning German. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because we are both big believers of learning to speak the, you know, the country you're in, that language. Uh Um, So we are... At least a little bit. At least a little bit. Enough. We are by no means fluent. (laughs) Enough to get... You know, the basics. Enough to be a little, you know, dangerous. But, um, ich bin eine Deutsche Hausfrau. Yes. Caitlin's learned how to say she's a German housewife. <laughs> <laughs> so if we have any listeners in Germany, um, yeah, hello. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've had some really good resources. A lot of people at your work have been super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, another fun fact, a girl that I went to high school with um, actually lived in the town that we're going to live in. Yeah. Um, so has been a huge help with just mm-hmm. kind of some like silly questions that we have. Just you things know, you never like, would think you'd need to ask. You've got to ask. <laughs> right. There's just very off the wall kind of mm-hmm. questions that obviously like you're not going to just like ask your job these little tiny questions because it's like you'll just figure it out. But it's easier easier to know kind or of going in. Right. And to ask someone who's been there and done it. Yeah. So um, yeah, a lot of good resources on our side. So mm-hmm. we're lucky for that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've been doing that every other hour. I feel like we just go through waves of like really like excited. I think overall is excitement mm-hmm. for me, but then I have kind of some waves of, of course, um, terror. Just kind of what the fuck did we do? <laughs> of course, it's um, it's exciting. It's terrifying. I think all of those emotions are yeah. really valid. Mm-hmm. But I think having an overall good feeling is. Oh, bless you. Excuse me. Thank you. Gazoon tight. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Dalka. <laughs> We're just going to turn it into a German podcast. Yeah. Next week is going to be all in German, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I guess there's not really anything else. Usually we're pretty boring this week, you know. It's we been kind of spicy. <laughs> did a full 180 and yeah. hit you with some big ones. Yeah. So yeah, keep stay tuned. We'll we'll have more information as we get it. But yes. exciting stuff happening for us. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, All right. Okay. Well, I have one. This one is a. It's I'll say big. it looks really. I thought that was both of them, honestly, at first. No. Well, it's a bigger font than I typically use because uh-huh. I guess I'm getting old. Um, so it looks bigger, but mm. I had another little one, but I'm glad this one is the one that didn't get lost. So I'm going to try to focus on, on the positive, positive. and I'm glad because this one took a while, and I would have been real mad, uber pissed. If yeah, this fair. One died, so fair, and I've got three, so I. You know, kind of medium-sized ones, so I think it'll okay. it'll even out. Sorry for sniffing because okay. of that snot because it's pollen season. It is. It was all yellow. Literally, everything <laughs> is covered in pollen right we now. We literally like we sold my car, obviously, yeah. and just for whatever reason, I felt like we needed to like deep clean, deep clean your car. Well, our car now. Yes, the car, <laughs> the only car we have. Um, I really wanted to like deep clean. Like I opened like the gas like mm-hmm. cover and like cleaned it's just it. All and yellow, like everything. It's already covered. We went through the car wash yesterday. And I don't it's know why. <laughs> all, it needed it though. It really did. Well, when we unearthed the thirty cans <laughs> under the seat. Damn, baby, be cool. Because literally, this we'd turn and the car <laughs> would rattle because there were so many Lacroix cans rolling around. <laughs> it was truly, it was truly horrific. Listen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what it is because it's kind of funny because, like, we are in general very clean people. Like, our house is almost always clean. 
Like clean oh, enough. Clean enough. Right. Like if you it's, come over, it's like put together, right? It's tidy. Yeah. But I don't know what it is about the car. The car's like a rolling dumpster. Because like, I can just like throw the can behind me. And it's gone out of sight, <laughs> out of mind. Gone. <laughs> Into the abyss of the back seat. We never go in the back seat. The only time we ever used the back seat was with Dennis. It's true. And putting the dog back there. Other than that, I, I mean, don't really tote people around. Yeah. I don't even I've maybe sat in the back seat. I think once, once or, or twice, twice yeah, yeah, when we've had people with us. It. And, you know, it's great, obviously, because it's an SUV and we've got the trunk space. If you have a bigger item, you mm-hmm. can fit it back there. But, yeah. yeah, we really just aren't ever back there, so it becomes the um, the dumping ground. <laughs> nice and clean now. So many Starbucks cups. like. Well, I feel like you just you replenish. Like, oh, I had a drink here. Well, all right, now i got my Starbucks. So, like, dump the LaCroix out and throw her in the back. <laughs> have you ever, like, gone to get a new drink or, like, gone to Starbucks or somewhere and you look at your cup holders and they're full of, like, drinks and you're, you have to do the walk of shame to, like, empty oh, them out shit. and throw them away? <laughs> no, I just throw them in the back. <laughs> well, now she doesn't rattle, so that's good. I, I always know I'm in trouble when we, you know, hit a corner and you just hear, like, dum, 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 mm-hmm. the cans. <laughs> And Celeste's face just turns to me and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Caitlin is the queen of guilty. <laughs> okay, we've rambled. All right. Um, do you who, who How do you want? Um I'll just do my big one. Okay, sure. Get it over with. Um, so I don't know what did we talk about last week? Um, I feel like it wasn't that spooky. And I wanted to kind of do like a, a mega spook. What did we talk about? I don't have popcorn, you, but we don't. It's left my brain. It's, it's gone. gone. <laughs> Actually, I might have it. I think I wrote my notes last week, too. I've been in a writing mood. Um, so I don't know what you did, but I did. I did oh, Molly did. Brown's house. Didn't we do automobiles? Yes. Or was that the week before? I don't know. I think that was the week before. Either way. So yeah. I kind of went with some, some spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like, I don't remember what we did last week, but I felt like it wasn't that spooky. So I wanted to be spooky. Yeah. So I went straight for exorcisms. That's about as spooky as it gets. So <laughs> I would agree with you. Um, I did have another little one. I, like I said, that just, I thought it was all in the same document. It wasn't, I can't the ghost said, one. no, it's, it's gone. Um, it did have a happy ending. I remember that. Um, other than that, I, I don't know. Mm. He was exercised and all was well. All was fine. Um, this one, also, uh, I'll let you listen and mm-hmm. decide at the end if, if it's you feel like it's a happy ending or not. Okay. Um, so this is the story of George Lukens. Um, he was born in England somewhere between 1743 and 1744. Okay. Um, he grew up and became... Oh, this is it! See? You were all pissed <laughs> off in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew it the was hissy here. fit you pitched before this episode. <laughs> I, for, I thought that that was part of the big one. Mm. Listen, we're gonna have a great day. Well, I'm glad you have. <laughs> I'm glad the mystery okay. was solved. So she's happy again. Now I have two again. Okay, well, good. <laughs> Does that not look like that's not how I typically do my notes? No. So uh, you were in a mood when you were typing those <clears throat> bad boys up. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Anyways, here's the first story. Has a happy ending. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, okay. He became a tailor. Um, it was kind of just a typical like working class guy. Yeah. Um, nothing out of sorts with him. Just sure. Doing his thing every day. Yep. 
Um, and then in 1778, um, something kind of shifted. Um, a woman named Sarah Barber went to Reverend Joseph Easterbrook, um, and he was a reverend for the um, Anglican Vicar of Temple Church. Okay. And she stated that he had met a man, or she had met a man, which was Lukens, um, and kind of described him as, and this is in quotes, a man who had a strange malady in which is sang and screamed in various sounds, some of which did not resemble a human voice. Um, she kind of claimed that he was speaking in inhuman voices. Okay. Um, and he was singing hymns backwards. Ooh, well that's creepy. That's, yeah. And is, I'm sorry, is this within the Catholic Church, or is this a different... I have no idea. Okay. You think I know anything about church? I think, well, no, I actually think you said Anglican, which is different, so I take that back. Oh, I said Anglican. I think it's Anglican. Well, that makes me think of Angelica from Rugrats. I'm definitely Angelica. <laughs> oh my God, you are entirely Angelica. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, well, <laughs> Anglican. Um, so basically this guy is kind of doing some, just some strange things. Some strange things. And she kind of goes to this reverend and says like, Help. Thumbs up. Um, so he was actually brought into St. George's Hospital where he stayed for 20 weeks. Wow. Um, he told the doctors during this time that he felt a supernatural slap during a Christmas pageant. <laughs> and okay. he liked that sometimes. You just get slapped. <laughs> Demon slapped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, um, he did claim that he was possessed by seven demons mm. and they could only be driven out by seven clergymen. Okay. Um, after his 20 week stay, he had seen multiple doctors and they all pronounced him incurable. Mm. So that's not good. No. Um, then this is kind of creepy if you're into the like kind of, um, I'm trying to think of the word. It's Friday the 13th. Okay. Kind of some similar like superstitions. Yeah, that's the word. Superstition. Yeah. This was on Friday the 13th. Um, it was June 13th of 1778. Okay. Um, Reverend Joseph Easterbrook, the reverend that Sarah Barber initially went to, mm-hmm. and six other clergymen went to the temple church, brought George Lukens in, and attempted an exorcism. Okay. Um, they basically were commanding the demons to return to hell. They were singing the hymns that he was singing backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and during this exorcism, George, um, he was claiming like he was the devil. Um, he was barking. At them, um, he was singing the hymns backwards mm. that they were singing, um, and he became like very violent mm-hmm. during this. Okay. Um, they were going at this for like quite a while, back and forth, back and forth, and then like all of a sudden, like he was like you know, thrashing violently. He like just stopped, hmm. didn't move, and then just screamed out, "Bless Jesus!" And then he was fine. And it was done? And it was done. Damn. He then um, basically like kept reciting the Lord's Prayer. He mm-hmm. was thanking God. Um, he thanked the clergyman, and they left. And then after that, he lived hmm. a very normal, calm, cool, collected life. Like, interesting. Now, do you believe in possession? Just your personal opinion. Oh, man. Um, you've shown me the... Um, YouTube sounds of, was it, um, Emily Rose? Emily Rose. That's who the movie was based on. Right. Annalise McKell was Was the the girl, the real person. That Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, I very 
rarely am like scared by things like that. That actually did scare me. Like I mm-hmm. couldn't listen to it for yeah. very long. <clears throat> um, so I'm gonna say yes. That is just so, like I've witnessed like paranormal things. Yeah. So I definitely can confirm like my belief in, in that. that. Yeah. Um, possession, I've never, and I hope I never witness it. Yeah. Um, but I guess. Short answer is yes, mm-hmm. um, but still on the fence, I guess, a yeah, little bit. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I believe, yeah, I would agree with you. I, I do believe in the concept of possession just mm-hmm. because I do also believe in the paranormal. Um, you know, I think there's kind of like, you know, those that do believe in it and those that say it's mental illness, mm-hmm. which, you know, I don't think every case of someone who says that they are possessed are necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think in mental health could be a huge indicator, but yeah. even if it is, the fact that, you know, the the experience is so intense and mm-hmm. so phenomenal, like the things that are happening, I think it just shows to the power of, if it's not paranormal, mm-hmm. then how powerful the mind is. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, the only thing for me is, like all of a sudden just like snapping out of it and mm-hmm. then, you know, having no other episodes for the rest of their life. Right. You know, like I agree. I, I feel like if it were mental illness, it, it would continue and, yeah. you know, happen again. Absolutely. But, <clears throat> like I said, my short answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Do you want me to just continue and finish or do you want, um, how, up to you, honey. Do you want to keep, <clears throat> I feel like I'm getting kind of flummy. Yeah. Okay. You want me to go? Sure. All right. So we're going to take a hard right from that. <laughs> um, and we're going to go just back to good old haunted places in the USA. Okay. Um, and these were three that I'd never heard of. So I really enjoyed looking them up. Oh, so um, I'm very this, glad that my, mm-hmm. my other story came I'm here. glad I'm, she was just hiding there. Okay. I feel so stupid. <laughs> the hissy fit was for none. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Um, so the first one I'm going to be talking about is the Grove in Jefferson, Texas. Now we've never been to Texas. I want to go. I, I do too. I, I hope we, well, we can't want, now, but yeah, well, it may not be for a while, but I hope someday we can. Yeah. I've heard Texas looks beautiful, um, yeah. from what I've seen and, um, very haunted from what we've researched. Texas is probably the most haunted state. Well, I hell, think. it's as big as Canada. I mean, that's a lot of room for ghosts. <laughs> It's not actually as big as Canada, but it's a big ass state. It's a huge Who state. made the size of Texas and said like Who decided the shapes? Yeah, it was like there's Texas and then there's little Rhode Island. Like, Beep. Yeah, like you get the sliver for you Rhode can't Island. You can write Rhode Island in the state. It has I to know. have the line that like comes out. Right, and it could take you easily, I've heard people say before, like upwards of eight hours to get across the state, depending where you were driving. From my house in Maine to the top of Maine, like is eight hours. Maine is huge, too. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. And Texas is a lot bigger than Maine. So I understand that. Lots of room for ghosts. Lots of room. Yeah. So um, Jefferson, Texas is where this is. It's a river uh, city. And the Grove is um, kind of a house and a property today. You can take tours of it. Um, and it's been kind of you know, preserved as a national um, historic place. Okay. It was built in 18, 1861 by Frank and Minerva Stilly. And today the house has very much been preserved to how it looked um, when it was first built. It did have one uh, renovation early on that added a porch and I believe some other rooms to the house. But for the most part, it looks the same. Okay. Um, as I mentioned, it's protected under the National Register of Historic Places. And there are many different families um, through the 1800s, 1900s that lived at the Grove. Um, 
And not all of them had, you know, reports of spooky happenings, but definitely some of them did. For example, in 1882, a man named T.C. Burke purchased the property for his family as well as himself to live in. And they moved in, but then they very quickly moved out. And when asked about it, Burke simply said, we can't live there and never said why. It brings me back to like... Amityville? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And like just where there's not a lot of explanation as to what happened, but people just like something construction of the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the stairs and like, there was no story on it. It just, you're done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what the Burks said. They said, nope. Um, so it's really unclear exactly why the hauntings at the Grove exist, but what is very clear is that they definitely do exist. Um, and I found this kind of interesting because usually when we talk about haunted places, We talk about your run-of-the-mill, you know, cold spots, voices, slamming doors, doors, blah, blah, blah. And it's all very generalized, but these are very specific documented experiences by multiple witnesses. Okay. So it is, I found this very different from other places that I've researched. So one of the owners or um, women that lived in the home at the Grove was Louise Young, who she pretty much lived there her entire life from 1900 to the 1980s. Um, as she aged, she became more afraid of the spirits in the house, and she would end up calling the police frequently, thinking that someone had broken in. She had security cameras. It just um, she always had activity. And towards the end of her life, it sounds like she kind of lived exclusively in like one room of the house. Ooh. So there was that. Now there was also a family named the Grove family. Now that is not what the house is named for. Okay. I, it's just kind of an, a coincidence there. Um, Mrs. Grove, who was the mother, fell asleep in the house with her Bible and woke up to a swirling black mass in her bedroom, Mm-mm. engulfing like the entire room. No. So that's terrifying. No. Um, people who go to the Grove say that women's perfume is kind of funny. This is like one or the other. <laughs> women's perfume or body odor is frequently <laughs> smelled. And I'm like, you know what? It's Texas. Like if you're there in the summer, the body odor I could get. <laughs> Because everybody be sweating. It's kind of like South Carolina. Just a lot of sweat. A lot of grapefruit. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Did you know when you sweat, you either smell like an onion or a grapefruit? (laughs) Literally. I'm a grapefruit. (laughs) You are. You're a cute little grapefruit. I guess Um, I'd rather be a grapefruit than an onion. I say I'm an onion, so you're welcome. (laughs) You don't stink, though. I am sweaty. I think you're just a naturally sweaty person. I'm a naturally sweaty person. Yeah. Like... I literally, I remember, like, sometimes in the night, you will, like, you know, put your hand, like, on my, I don't wear clothes when I go to sleep, but, like, you'll put your hand on my back, and you're like, you're so hot. Like, you I'm really are. Hot. You are, like, a radiator. I'm literally just always hot. Yeah. And I have no clothes on. And then, so like, hot. when you come to lay on me, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm, like, sweating. <laughs> like, you've got to get off of me. My feet are always cold, though. Yes, your feet are cold. You gotta, like, kick a leg out, do something. Yep. So, Yes. <laughs> My little sweaty grapefruit you are. <laughs> um, so you, if you spill grapefruit in the house and, Kate, and we're there, it's probably just Caitlin. So don't, <laughs> don't be alarmed. Thanks, babe. <laughs> You're, You're the one airing this out for, for the people to hear. We keep it's it honest. It's just a fun fact. It I is. Know, Google like, it. One, one day I literally was just like, oh, I smell really bad. I was like, why do I smell like a grapefruit? <laughs> like I smell like grapefruit. I hate grapefruit, Lone, by the way. Oh, yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. And... Then I Googled it. It was like you either smell like grapefruit or an onion. But if you do put brown, I think it's brown sugar. My grandmother used to do this sometimes. Would put brown sugar on a grapefruit. And I think you either like, I think you microwave it and it kind of like caramelizes on the top. Then it's better. Like it's better. Yeah. But like it's so sour. Bitter and just. 
Yeah, I feel like I remember my grandfather eating grapefruit and him, like, putting salt and pepper on it. And there's something about it that, like, negates the bitterness or, like, counteract. I don't know. He loved grapefruit. um, And I'm just like, I don't. No, thank you. Anyway. (laughs) Back to the story. This is a hot mess episode. (laughs) It always is. I don't know when it's not. Um, so when the Grove was temporarily a restaurant, this one was quite interesting. The a waitress working there was attacked by a dog in the house and complete, the dog ran through a wall and completely vanished. Mm-hmm. And they are obviously not able to find any trace that a dog had ever gotten into the restaurant. Um, and the story I read about this, uh, kind of dovetails into the next story that I'll do. But basically, I read an article by a medium who basically was talking about animal spirits. And she said it's quite common for, like, um, dogs to appear with their owners. Like, dogs mm. are very loyal, so they like to stick around with their human yep. uh, person. <clears throat> Cats, she said, could not give a fuck. <laughs> a cat will hang around whether I, a cat wants to be there or not. Cats won't do what a cat wants. I'm like... I have no doubt that Mishka Mishka's would do gone. that. Mishka's off to greener pastures. Like, Mishka is not hanging around. No, he's not. So, I found that kind of funny. I did have a dream about Dennis the other night. I've had I a know. couple dreams about him. Sweet. Yeah. He's just checking in. He was. It was a good dream. And yeah. We were, like, just, like, in bed, and he, like, jumped up. Mm-hmm. He, like, he was, like, kind of looking, like, if he could jump up. Yeah. And I was like, oh. But, like, in my dream, I knew he was, like, gone dead. But yeah. I was just, like, come Excited on. to see him. And then he, like, jumped up and, like, laid down, and then I just, like... Mm. drifted to another dream somewhere but yeah it was very sweet that is very sweet i like when he comes to visit me too for sure um all right well let's see moving on because there are more hauntings here during a candlelight tour of the house a couple from dallas took a picture that clearly showed a woman dressed in an antique dress in a ring of smoke found that interesting a renter that lived at the Grove spotted a young girl in the garden who looked at him, smiled, and disappeared. And a, mm-hmm, and a male <laughs> and a male figure has also been spotted sitting in the garden or walking around. Mm-hmm. So, like, very specific. Events. Yeah, it's like, not like flicking lights and yeah. And there know. were there were way more than this. Like, this is yeah. just a handful. There is a ton. Nice. It was very interesting. I now, were there any like reports of like deaths or like anything like tragic happening like happenings there or I mean, was it just. Yeah, not a really. beautiful home that everyone wants to just stay in. Yeah, no, I have kind of two theories about it. It's not that big of a house either. If you look it up, it's actually quite small mm-hmm. from the pictures. Um, I mean, you know, I think you kind of can't, you would probably have deaths in the home just given the time frame. Sure. Most people died at home mm-hmm. during those years. Um, my other kind of thought is it's, I believe, a river city. So I know water mm-hmm. tends to have a lot of supernatural yep natural properties Mm -hmm. i wonder if it's something to do with the location perhaps it's just kind of at a crossroads of um energy i find the like black and the smoke i feel like something kind of weird there like i don't know if it's negative or yeah kind of gives me portal vibes a little little bit bit. kind of that because you said the first lady that lived there Fell asleep with her Bible. Yeah. the black, like, smoke, and the person had this, like, ring of smoke around smoke her. Around. That's weird. Yeah. Very interesting. I wonder if there was, like, fires or anything there. Maybe. Could have been. Wow. Good yeah. one. Thank you. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah. So, if you've been to the Grove, let us know. Yeah. Where was it in Texas? Jefferson. Jefferson, Texas. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. This is my doozy. Is this the big end? This is the big end. Are you okay. ready? I am. Okay. I'm going to try to not snot and cough and be gross everywhere. Fair enough. Um, okay. 
So this is, we're going to fast forward from my last one, which was in the 1700s, okay. to the 1800s. Um, this is in the springtime of 1842. Okay. Pastor Johann Christoph Blumhart was asked by parishioners to investigate some strange happenings at the home of the Didises. Okay. Um, this is in Germany, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is going to be good practice. <laughs> I'm going to butcher some of these names, and I'm <laughs> so sorry. Um, I find it interesting, too, the two stories were... People of the church going to the pastor. Mm-hmm. Like, with, like reporting concerns. these occurrences. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Um, so the Didises were um, a family of four children. Mm-hmm. And yes, I said children. They lived alone in a very rundown, just not really suitable for a living home. Okay. Um, and they were living in um, like extreme poverty. Okay. Um, yeah. Their names were... Of course, the one that the story is about is the hardest to pronounce, so I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, I think it is pronounced Godelbin, and then there's Anna Maria, Katharina, and Hans Hoare. Okay. Um, I'm just going to call her G. <laughs> okay. For the rest of the story. We're just going to call her G. Um, so, basically, yeah, they're living in this just awful house, um, and the parishioner said that, you know, the house itself kind of was emanating yeah is that a, is yeah. That a word um like just putting out yes just weird vibes to okay. begin with um did not pass the vibe did check. not pass the vibe check at all um they would just hear like really strange noises coming from the house lights would kind of like weird like flashes of light yeah. were coming from the house um and then kind of the children were um i don't like this word but odd they were saying okay um I would be not happy either living in those conditions. Um, sure, yeah. But something was just off okay. um, with the house itself and the noises. They couldn't explain what they were, um, but they were so loud that it was keeping neighbors up at night. Like, it okay. was all night long, weird things, things happening. happening. Okay. Um, so, most people were most concerned about G. Okay. Um, she kind of was... Um, kind of aggressive, didn't like to be confronted when asked about kind of things in the house. Like mm-hmm. she completely shut down and was just like, mm-hmm, not having it. Okay. Um, so that's when Johan Christoph kind of decided he was going to step in. Mm-hmm. Um, he told the children to go stay with a um, relative for the night. And then he and some of the um, like trusted members of the congregation Went into the house to see like what is What's actually like really going in, like going on in okay. here. Yep. Um, and pretty quickly they had found signs um, that G was kind of dabbing into some like occult magic, mm-hmm. and um, found some objects that um, Johann Christoph knew to be associated with initiations into dark magic. Okay. Um. So. Johann Christoph um, consulted with what he was describing it as was kind of like long-winded, but it sounded like a paranormal investigator, basically. Sure. Someone that kind of knew a lot about this area, that kind of thing, right? Okay. Um, but he kind of asked what to do. This guy tells him, you know, basically that that's probably paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, but Johann Christoph was like, in no way. Um, basically, in the scripture, it forbade all forms of magic and any attempts to mm-hmm. communicate with sure. um, the dead. 
And so, that's still, I think, a hotly debated topic today. For sure. For sure. Um, so he definitely was like, nope, thank you for your time. Thank you for your help, but I'm not doing that. Okay. Um, so he basically said he will just pray for her and their family. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as these like prayers started, things started going downhill very quickly for G. Okay. Um, because he was then with her, praying with her, at her, just yeah, trying to you know focus good energy right towards her towards okay. her, um, and she became just increasingly like aggressive, aggressive, and then would like get a lot worse when he would get close to her. Mm-hmm. Like, the closer he got, the, the worse, worse she got. got. Sure. Um, then she started fainting. Okay. Um, and then she would faint and then start violently shaking. She was foaming at the mouth. Oh, wow. Like, okay. having these very, like... And visceral reactions. Yeah. Like, it was pretty bad. And that is when Joanne Christoph believed, like, she was possessed. Okay. Um, but he still said he's not intervening. He's keeping to his faith. Like, he is mm-hmm. just going to continue to pray, right? Um, he literally prayed with her every day, and nothing changed other than her progressively getting worse. worse. Okay. Um, she began self-harming. Um, she was pulling out like chunks of her own hair. Okay. Um, she would start kind of like choking on her spit and like just like spitting it out. Yes. Um, I guess I should have given a trigger warning to this. Um, she did I'll put one in the notes. Okay. Attempt um, to hang herself. Um, she began vomiting sand, glass, nails, a shoelace, needles, and pins. Wow. And okay. then, I'm assuming because of that, there was excessive, like, vomiting of blood. Uh, sure. Um, yeah. So, it's not good. No. Um, and John Kristoff and some of the parishioners, as they were praying, said that it looked like, like pins and needles were trying to, like, push themselves out of her skin. Mm-mm. Like, under her skin. Um, yeah. Not good. Um, and this went on for two years. Um, then her sister, G's sister, Katharina, and her brother, Hans Orge. Um, that's probably horrifically pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> um, started showing signs of being possessed as well. Mm-hmm. Not as intense as G's, but like kind of started. There. And they're okay. like, oh no. <laughs> like, what is Something happening? Something is happening. Um... So they basically get all these people together in mm-hmm. their church um, and just start praying and like just singing prayer and just like yeah. everybody is like all in. And then just kind of like this last story that I told you, all of a sudden she kind of just stops mm-hmm. and just starts screaming, Jesus is Victor over and over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um and that's kind of when they said that her, like, evil spirits had been defeated. Because hmm. um, she kind of, the same as um, George Lucas, it kind of all just stopped Okay. after that. Interesting. And everyone was like, whew, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long two years of yeah. not good stuff. Um, and this kind of has an interesting end, okay? So, basically, after this, all the parishioners... <laughs> I mean, are, like, hailing him, like, as a hero? Like, Johann Christoph. Like, he was, like, the healer of all healers. People from, like, outside 
towns were coming in just mm. to hear him and like ask for his help. Sure. So he kind of him. became a bit of a celebrity. He did, um, but he did not like that. Mm-mm. He kind of sure. just, he said that was, you know, it was God. Not it the was, point. Yeah. It wasn't me. It was just my, you know, it's faith. Yeah. It's God. It's what's supposed to happen. Um, so he went on and was a preacher for another 10 years at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, when he and his wife, Doris found in, found an abandoned health resort. Okay. Um, and it was called bowl Springs. Um, and they kind of revamped it and, um, they turned it into a refuge for the sick, suffering, weary, and spiritually distraught. Okay. Um, it was just for, you know, a place to come and relax and just, you know, recover from Mm -hmm. whatever, um, it is you were dealing with. It had 129 rooms. Mm -hmm. Um, and when it opened, they actually brought the Didis children with them um, to this resort to live. Okay. Um, so this was in 1852 and basically they kind of grew up there. They were older to begin with the kids. Mm -hmm. So they started working there and G, um, kind of helped Doris, the wife with like feeding people and just being kind of like the main face of this like retreat. Sure. Um, she went on to live a really like normal. pretty normal life. Um, she got married. Mm. She had three sons, um, and I couldn't find why. I, I looked a lot <laughs> to see why, but she, I, I'm assuming, became very ill mm-hmm. um, in 1872, um, and she was dying. Yeah. And then um, she stated that she wanted to die, like in the arms of Johann Christoph, mm. um, and so she was. Fading quickly, yeah. and she, he was there with her. And as she took her last breath, her last word was "Amen." Aww. and then she passed away. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Yeah, interesting. So, had a, you know, decent ending. Yeah, there. Um, but it was intense. I'm like, that's a lot. See, I guess. Um, sorry. Um, where I said yes to possession, mm-hmm. I know it kind of sounds like vomiting like shoelaces and yeah. pins and th- that to me is kind of like pushing it a little bit. Okay. So I, I, I still say yes, but mm-hmm. there are some times where I'm like, yeah, I've never known anybody that's ever known anybody that did that has done that. Yeah. Fair. I would argue it's kind of maybe something you don't fully believe in until you experience it, and but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, and I'd, I'd be good <laughs> passing be good. on that one. <laughs> yeah. so, no, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty wild. We went for high spooky factor on that one. I I wanted a full one eighty from last week. You sure did. All right, well, are you ready for mine? Yep. Okay. Um. So again, hard right from that. We're still sticking around in the U.S. Um, I am talking next about the Emlyn Physic Estate, and that is in Cape May, New Jersey. Okay. Um, so it's a Victorian-style home that was built in 1879 for Dr. Emlyn Physic Jr., who lived between 1855 and 1916. Mm-hmm. Um, he lived there with his widowed mother and his aunt Emily. So the house, after kind of the family lived there, fell into disrepair. Um, it did go a few, like a few other families lived there in the meantime, but eventually it kind of just no one moved in and it started to deteriorate. So the mid Atlantic center for the arts and humanities was formed in 1970 and it raised enough money to save the house. Okay. So today the house has been completely restored and you can tour it. 
which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, these hauntings I took from an article that was written by a medium. So I found mm-hmm. them quite interesting okay. who was in the house. So she basically said that there's many, um, many ghostly occurrences in the house. And a lot of these are tied to the residents that lived there. Okay. For example, um, Dr. Harry Sidney Newcomer moved out of the house when he and his second wife became convinced that the house was haunted. Okay. Um, this was kind of what I was saying earlier. Ghost dogs have been experienced in the house, okay. and these were nice ones, not attacking ones. <laughs> um, Physic was actually the head of the local ASPCA, and he had a dog run behind his house. So it's thought that these dogs are attached to him, okay. all the dogs he saved. That's Aww. cute. Um, now in the rooms that his aunt Emily lived in, um, Emily was known to be very sociable. She loved to party. So like generally people going into her room feel very warm and invited. It's a very nice energy. Um, but what the history does not, uh, cover when they are talking about the physic family is that Emlyn had another aunt and her name was Isabel Parmentier Parmentier. I I apologize if I said that wrong, but she has been intentionally left out of the family history for a very sad reason. She was Emily's younger sister who died in 1883. And it sounded like for the majority of her life, she was confined to a wheelchair. And at the time, unfortunately, people who were suffering from illness or perhaps, um, you know, in this case were wheelchair bound, uh, had to were hidden and it was kind of a stigma at the time. And that's Mm -hmm. very sad. Um, so she was pretty much kept in the upper floors of the house for the majority of her life. Mm -hmm. And for that reason was kind of, it sounds like intentionally erased from the family's history. So people will, will report footsteps in the house. Um, and they'll feel a great deal of sadness in the upper floors of the house. Um, this one also kind of reminds me of Charleston a little bit. People will report looking into mirrors in the house and seeing a woman in black standing with them. Mm-hmm. And then when they look, there's no one there. Like that. And that reminds me of Pugin's porch. Oh. Because it said, if, and this was way, way back, um, Pugin's porch is a restaurant here in Charleston. It's haunted by a woman named Zoe St. Amand who lived and died in the house. And the women's bathroom, for some reason, is said to be very haunted that many women will go and look in the mirror and see a very stern woman standing behind them. Yeah, she's not a lovely ghost from what I have heard. But yeah, so that is the Emlyn Physic Estate. Nice. All right. Do we have time for one more? Sure. All right. It's not a it's not a long one. I'm just kind of going all over the country for this one. I love it. So for this one, we're going to Wickenburg, Arizona. To talk about the Vulture Gold Mine. Yeah. So the Vulture Gold Mine is part of a now abandoned town called Vulture City. And this was once a full functioning city with a population of thousands, um, kind of during the gold rush time. Nice. Um, It was founded, the mine itself was founded in 1863 by Henry Wickenburg. Um, In 1942, the mine shut down because it was processing gold, which at the time was illegal because all resources were supposed to be focused on the war effort, and that was during World War II. Okay. So today, the mine is functional, but it's actually on a private property, and it's separate from kind of Vulture City. Okay. Um, however, for us, I think if you pay for it, you can they will give you a tour of the mine still, nice. so you can still go see it. Um, so, and another thing, just to keep in mind, from 1863 to 1942, the mine produced $200 million. That's a lot. It is. It's a lot, a lot. So there's kind of, you know, um, some things that were happening that kind of fed into these hauntings. Um, For one, it was very common for people working in the mine to steal from the mine. 
Um, but it was still considered a crime for stealing, like couldn't sure. just be taking things. So the town didn't actually have a sheriff. So it was kind of like people had their own form of justice <laughs> around there. Eek. Thieves were usually executed by hanging. Ooh. And the tree used for these hangings was outside of Henry Wickenburg's home. Okay. So keep that in mind as we talk through some of these hauntings. Okay. One of the most well-known hauntings of the vulture mine is a man named Jimmy Davis. Now he was respected, well-liked and a hardworking mine employee. Okay. Very unfortunately, one day, and this is a little graphic, so trigger warning, uh, Jimmy was trying to fix the mine's pulley system when it malfunctioned and ended up pulling him into it. Mm-mm. He was crushed, and basically his body was thrown very deep into the mine. Um, unfortunately, he was still alive at the time this happened, and it took him five hours to pass. And he was basically too deep to be retrieved, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. Employees said they basically listened to him <clears throat> kind of moan in agony until he passed away. Oof. So his screams are still said to be heard in the mind and sounds of a thrashing pulley system are still heard as well. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention as I talked about, you know, uh, the punishments for stealing, um, those who were executed at the hanging tree are said to still be around as well. And when people are near this tree when visiting, they've reported having rocks thrown at them. Ooh. So... That's interesting. That's, uh, that's weird. Yeah. And it's vulture gold mine. Ooh. Yeah. Those were good. Thank you. Yeah, little, just kind of little, little ones. Everywhere. But we just Very went, interesting. We went all over the place. It's just today. a global haunting around here. <laughs> global ghosties. International ghosts. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that was good. And what else I realized we didn't talk about what? was Maine. Oh, yeah, we didn't. It was real cold. It was fucking cold. It was really cold. Like, really cold. Like, in the negatives, cold. Um, It's been a minute since we've been back up in New England winter temperature, because in March it is still winter. (laughs) Although it feels like winter here today. It's like 20, I think it was 29 this morning. It is, yeah, it is surprisingly cold here. And it's going to be like 80 tomorrow. Yeah, you know, it's just the usual around here. (laughs) But yeah, Maine was good. Maine was good. Saw some snow, had a little snowstorm. We did. So that was kind of like, aww. And then I was like, okay, I need a little bit of a warmer climate. <laughs> we got to see all your favorite places. Yep. You know, it was, it was a low-key trip. It was a low-key trip. Got some of our good food that we like. Got an Amato's Italian. Oh, some lobster rolls. So good. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was good. I got to meet um, our niece our for niece, the first yeah, time. She is a hellion. She is so cute, She though. looks just like you. <laughs> she does. she does this little pissed off face and she <laughs> smirks and I'm like oh my god Caitlin makes that face like, <laughs> and she does she like pierces her lips and I do that one mm, oh my god you do you really you, do if you ever want to see Celeste visibly get like bothered by something oh, it's that face that like, face makes me so angry <laughs> <laughs> I know she wants to slap the shit out of me when I do <laughs> oh it's just Caitlin's like I'm about to throw a temper tantrum face <laughs> did I have one today with my story you were close uh, you were about 90% there <laughs> I'm mad I know and thankfully it because it, nobody knows what my notes look like but I know and you know what my notes always look like and that's not how I do it I know you were in a different mood when you typed those up I don't know what I was doing. I don't know. But it worked out. <laughs> it worked out. I'm like reading it and I was like, wait a oh, minute. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I digress. <laughs> yeah. But yes, it was a good trip. It we was good. Got to meet our niece and that uh, was all a good time. And that is when we kind of got our word for Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, was in Maine. So it was exciting. It was a lot. It was a lot kind of happening, happening, but it was good. We did. We yeah. Got, you got to meet. Our niece, I got to see her again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, my brother's going to have a fun time raising that one. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm like, I just don't know how you have an attitude at less than two years old, but you Ooh, apparently yeah. really do. <laughs> she does. Like, um, sassy. She is she, sassy. She even likes me, and that was surprising. She like, went to you like over me. me a lot. It was cute. And I was just like, Celeste Hello? doesn't know what to do with children. She's yeah, like, I don't have a maternal instinct like, at all. <laughs> it was cute because um, we were at my grandmother's most of the time. Um, and she was there. My grandmother was watching her. And Celeste was doing um, laundry at her yeah. house. <laughs> so um, our niece goes into, I guess I can say her name, Amira, goes yeah. in to see you doing laundry. And like Celeste is like, Oh, hello. <laughs> We're just like laughing because Celeste does not know what to do with children. I was like, can I help you? And she's, hello. And she goes, that's bleach. We probably shouldn't touch that. I know. She was, and then she like wanted to be picked up and I was like, me? Like you want me to pick you up? And you did. It was cute. It was so cute. Well, it's like, I didn't realize it because I'm obviously I have no experience with children, but like when you're holding like a kid, like it is it is very unwieldy. Like I felt like going through a door frame. I was going to like slam her into the door frame by accident. So I was very much trying to like, not actually I didn't do that, but like, I don't know it how happens. your moms do it. Like, I don't know how you hold a child get your laundry done, do what you got to do. It's Kudos. A, I'm not a mother, but I, my mom, I think I probably told yeah. the story a million times. My mom had a daycare my yeah. entire life growing up in our home. So, I mean, at the ripe age of like seven, my mom's like, here's a baby, go change their diaper. And I'm yeah. like, okay. So like, I literally, if a you baby, know, dropped on our doorstep today. I would not be stressed. I don't know whose baby it is, but and why it was dropped on our doorstep. <laughs> I would know how to take care yeah. of a baby and I nannied and yeah, you know what you're doing. It happens. Sometimes you're gonna smack your kid's head off <laughs> car door. <laughs> you know, you're gonna like mow them over once I've mowed a baby over one time or two. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> All the babies were fine, just disclaimer. And they're very well loved and love me too. Yeah, they were yeah, I would say so. So kudos to to moms because I don't know how y'all do it. And then when your kid says, fuck you, dirty mushroom, <laughs> you they also repeat everything, <laughs> as I learned, too. I, but it's impressive. I cannot say his name, but um, the one baby, mm-hmm. like, was using the word Correctly. fuck, yeah. like, correctly. And he would, call, like, he would call me, he calls me Miss Caitlin, and he would, Miss Fucker. <laughs> Three. Yeah, and he was like, what do you do? Like... And then he was touching the dirty mushroom. He goes, fuck you, dirty mushroom. I was like, okay. All right. How do you not laugh? I, oh, I know, you but you laugh. don't want to laugh. Well, then great, because you laugh. And then he, he thinks it's funny. Because it is hilarious. And you're like, you need to like be on your own to say those words. Like, you don't get to say those right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> kids are something, man. They're, they're absolutely something. They are. When Gabby was little, she um, had thought she lost a toy or something in like preschool and the teacher said that they found it for her and she looked at it and she looked right at the teacher and goes, if I had really lost that, that would have been catastrophic. <laughs> and the teacher was just like, it was more that she said it correctly. correctly. So Gabby's been Gabby smart. genius. <laughs> She's been smart from the get go, but that was always funny. That is cute. All right. And Gabby also could climb and could not figure out how to get back down. So yeah, there's a very, let's level her up a little bit. <laughs> there's a famous photo of Gabby dangling from the shelves of our pantry that seconds later after that photo was taken, she just let go and fell. Uh, well, hopefully Gabby's feeling better. Yeah, she's been sick. She's been a little under the weather. So. Yeah, hope you feel better, Gabby. Feel better. 
Yeah. All right, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> well, let's wrap her up. Then. Visit me on Facebook. Yes, definitely do that. Um, as always, you can find us on Instagram at Ghoul Friends Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Ghoul underscore Friends. You can find us on TikTok at Ghoul Friends Podcast. And if you would like to send a listener story or an email to us, you can always do that at ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And if you need to get yourself some sweet, sweet Ghoul Friends merch, you can do that at ghoulfriendspod.redbubble.com. Someone bought a sticker the other day. Nice. And that was like, it's very cool. We can't see, obviously, who you are when you buy things. We can just see what was bought. So um, thank you, whoever bought a sticker. That's much appreciated. Where are you it? I know. And send a picture if you buy something. Like, we want to see you modeling your, your, your swag. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Final words? I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, as always, we hope you have a safe and spooky week. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your cool friends. Throw that ass in a circle. <laughs>